0: are you ready
1: what's up boys and girls ladies and gentlemen children of all ages and wrestling fans of all shapes and sizes welcome back to the swanton pod i am matt knight the dad bod also known as daddy dangly also known as that guy with the mustache here in the studio with what's your name again you know they call me roadhouse you know the roadie who's a brody yeah don't uh don't tell road dog he might uh he might think it's a shoot
0: well you know if he comes on the podcast, he can shoot whatever he wants.
1: There you go. There you go. <laughs> as, as, as my buddy Hollywood here says, that's right, brother. Hell yeah, brother. That's Cletus McFarlane. Oh, uh, wow. Well, Different story. Kind of close? No, no, not at I, all. All right. So last weekend, we got the pleasure to be invited out to a NAWA wrestling show in Lenore, North Carolina. We had an Awesome time. The show was great. The great. promoter treated us very well, as did all of the talent, the wrestlers there. Um, got a lot of cool pictures. Go check out our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash swanton pod. Link in bio as well as all of our
0: other stuff. Um, what'd you think about it, Ready? First and foremost, great show. I mean, no doubt about it. It was, I I had so much fun watching. All the talent that we knew, but not also that we knew, but all the talent that it was the first time we got to see him. Yeah, we knew uh, AJ
1: Frost and Ryan... Mantis. We did. We from, did from some PWF shows that we attended. And we've seen Big Nasty before as well. We've seen Big Nasty. We didn't know who he who he is. And just for the sake of kayfabe, I'm going to keep that alive. And I'm not going to say who Big Nasty is. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. But no, I mean it was a great show, top to bottom. Um, I, I can't really think of a complaint that I had, to be completely honest. And as you said, it, it was the first major, you know, local promotion that. Invited us out, and it was very, very cool the way that they treated us, um, the way that we just had access to everybody, but also um, we had, you know, wrestlers and uh, the promoter and everybody come up to us and show us nothing but the utmost utmost respect and that was it was just a very cool experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really neat and uh, shout out to AJ Frost for giving putting that bug in our ear and saying hey guys come on out and uh, and watch this show because it was uh <clears throat> It was an awesome time and we appreciate all of the talent that uh, wound up coming up to us uh, During and after the show and talking to us let us know kind of what your story is We got a few guests lined up out of that and it, I don't care big name, small name, and I know Roadhouse is going to agree with me on this. We just love talking to business and talking to the talent and hearing the stories. So we we're, you know more than grateful for the guys that have uh, agreed to come on the podcast. And I want to speak to that note too. We haven't seen a lot of ladies wrestling at the independent shows we go to, which is not surprising because it's a very small percentage of even the larger promotions. So, If anybody knows or puts the bug in the ear of any of the ladies independent or otherwise that want to come on and tell their story and who they are, uh, shoot us an email, swantompot at gmail.com. Link will also be in the bio for that uh, or in the episode description for that. So that's we don't discriminate. And it seems like a lot of our talent, uh, a lot of our names that we're having on and have booked are are some of the men. So we would love to speak with the ladies of professional wrestling also.
0: Well, I'd also like to expand on that, not just, you know men and women wrestlers, I, I want to expand it even to... Anybody in the business, really. Referees, yes. promoters, managers. We want... We love this business. We do this because we love this business and we love talking about it. And since we've done this podcast, we've really gained a lot of respect and love for... I won't say the word indie. I'm going to say independent. Mm-hmm. Um, Independent shows because it's just been so great to... You know, like you said before, we don't care big, small, this, that, or the other. But what I've what I've noticed is it's been more fun to get to interact, whether it be in person or on our podcast, with some of these independent wrestlers. More so, um, don't get me wrong; the big names are it, It's cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. But the stories and just. Everything about some of these independent wrestlers that we get to learn, it's been it's opened my eyes completely and been absolutely the coolest experience ever. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited uh, about a guest we have coming up very soon. Uh, I don't know when the episode will be published, but we're recording very soon with a guy named Tony Binge. Absolutely, he's he's been in the business for thirty years. Went to uh, I think Jimmy Valiant's wrestling school. Uh, Has been up and down the roads with a lot of the the guys that you have that that you know you know outside of independent circles and i know he's going to have some great stories to tell i'm, I'm prepared to you know stay up past midnight for for tony to see uh, to see what he has to say so you know just hearing stories from like the inner circle is what we're we're really about not just clarifying stuff that everybody knows like the plane ride from hell or
0: uh the, the was it
1: some of the murder that happened
0: down in puerto rico and well and i'll even say you know we've had um one of my favorite people much less wrestlers but one of my favorite people in this world um dalton dallas um mm-hmm. and he had some really cool stories he um he knows a lot of people in the business and you know we got to talk about a lot of that on the episode but was, what was even cooler was after the episode we kind of got like the insider as well so and, and that well, was
1: cool. we, we got a little drunk too so that's fair know, that that can happen sometimes should happen. um but, uh, yeah, it, I, I thought it was cool, his, his stories about it. And plus, uh, I, we might be able to help the push on this. Um, Catman wants to wrestle everybody who has trained under J.D. Drake. That was something he said in that episode. You can go back and listen to it um, on it, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're just starting the video thing, so that one is not on video yet. Um, but, yeah, if you, if you ch- trained with J.D. Drake and you have not yet wrestled the Catman Dalton Dallas, he is looking to get booked against you.
0: Well, not only that, we fell in love with Dalton Dallas, the person, and the character, and the person outside of wrestling. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, amazingly great guy with a huge heart who works his absolute ass off. Whether you've trained with J.D. Drake or not, if you are a promoter and you've stumbled upon our podcast, give this guy a shot. You will not, not at all be upset that you did him aj frost is another one Mm -hmm. i mean just seeing him aj frost live again we got to see him uh in a singles match we got to see him in the bunkhouse stampede and then he actually had a third match of the night
1: yeah and if you're a promoter out there and you need uh somebody to come in and teach your heels or even your faces how to work a crowd get in touch with aj frost he is an absolute master at getting the crowd to have a reaction
0: and that's how you know when you're over and if you don't believe us search Luke Fury on YouTube who AJ Frost has literally taken under his wing just just watch 5 minutes of Luke Fury you'll you'll want to book AJ Frost and Luke Fury 10 times out of 10.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this NAWA show. We, uh, well, prior to the show, we're going to, we're going to give you a timeline here, a chronology of it. So we leave Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It takes about an hour and a half to get out to Lenore. Uh, By the time that we got there, we left after lunch. By the time we got there, it was about dinner time. We didn't know if there would be concessions available or not. And, A lot of times with some of these smaller shows, the concessions can be a little iffy, and neither one of us really carry cash, and they're usually cash only. So be prepared for that if you're ever going to any of the smaller promotion shows. Bring some cash with you if you know you're going to get hungry. So we stopped at Burger King, of all places, in Lenore, North Carolina. I rarely eat Burger King. because Neither one of us are a fan. Because here in Winston, it's one of the worst fast food restaurants. I'm going to tell you what. I have ate at Burger King's around the world while I was in the Army. The second best one to the one in Lenore was the one in Iraq. (laughs) Really?
0: Yeah. But I I will attest that one in Lenore, it's right there on Main Street. It was five minutes from the venue that NAWA had the Bunkhouse Stampede. We literally sat there and laughed our tails off Mm -hmm. because we were joking about how good it was, but both of us ate it top to bottom and we're completely satisfied so yeah if you're ever in lenore off main street check out the burger king five stars i i think i think that's a seven star ftr burger king right there i, I uh, i'd have to agree with you on that one it, they gave you a whole tomato on your sandwich it, even down to the 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 moistness of the bun you have to i throw mean, that one in there right yeah i had the most perfect whopper bun i've ever seen in my life do you remember that yeah I mean, it was it was TV worthy. It was like they put each individual sesame seed on with a pair of tweezers.
1: I mean, and de- that first bite, I was just like, are, I, had to, I had to look around. Are we really at a Burger King? Because I think that is the Burger King where the Burger King resides. I think
0: he lives in the back. Well, listen, when tax time comes around, we'll go back out there and I'll demand the Burger King. Yeah. Bring me the actual king. Yeah. And it's, it was funny, even the, uh, the guy
1: in the back who was doing the cooking, he came out and told everybody up front and kind of asked their consent to go take a smoke break. Where does that happen in fast food? I'm going out for a cigarette. That's usually all it is. And then you've got a line that wraps around the building. Right. So, uh, then after the Burger King, which was Chez Magnifique, we wound up at the American Legion Hall in Lenore, a really, really cool old building. Um, it's, it's what you would expect for an American Legion Hall, um, built, what would you say probably the 30s or 40s something like that easily um but really cool building seemed like it had a lot of history for that area kind of a historic district there in, in lenore um and then the the hall itself was was huge they had plenty of seating the ring was set up you know right in front of the stage that they had there um Lighting was great. Got a lot of awesome photographs. That's one thing that that griped my ass this past year about uh, WrestleCade was they turned all the house lights down, and I wasn't able to get really good pictures. Um, anybody who knows anything about photography knows that lighting is probably your Key. most important thing yeah. there. So, got a just awesome pictures, um, videos, some entrance videos which I haven't posted yet. I might throw them in this video. We might might do that.
0: Well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, walking in, um, we had the conversation we didn't necessarily know what to expect because we knew some of the wrestlers on the card. Um, We actually previously met and knew this promoter. We didn't necessarily connect the dots, but when we came in, we were like, oh my God, it's so-and-so. And and from that point on, we walked in and if I'm not mistaken, we stopped and looked at each other and was like, wow, what a What a turnout for Lenore because we had no clue. Yeah, Yeah. it's Lenore is very close to Elkin. That's one of the other
1: towns that I'm kind of familiar with, which Mm -hmm. are both very small kind of areas. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody in Lenore and Elkin turned out for this wrestling show. I I was agreed. I was flat, kind of flabbergasted by how many people they packed into that American Legion Hall.
0: Agreed. And so the show started off uh, phenomenally. Um, We actually had a special guest out there that we actually are. We we know fairly well that we had no clue was going to be there, Mm -hmm. and that's Mr. George South who led us in the national anthem and a prayer before the show, uh, which I really you know I'm not the most religious guy, but I actually really enjoyed that. That's how we started out the show.
1: Yeah, pro pro wrestling. I mean, it's you know I guess we can't call it the great American pastime. That's reserved for baseball, but I think probably second to baseball, you have uh, American professional wrestling. And, you know, I thought it was just it, – it started the show off with the right vibe with yes. the national anthem being led uh, with a short prayer for everybody in the locker room and all the audience members. And it was, uh, you know, George, hell of a stand-up guy, family man, uh, you know, has a, a strong faith. And I'm, I was glad to see, uh, you know, see everybody out
0: there supporting that. Which, in another uh, another cool side note, just because we were able to be a part of Wrestlecade weekend this year, um, is on the Sunday – Sh- like day of WrestleCade, um, he actually does like a I don't know exactly what you call it, but it's like a a Some morning mor- a morning service worship morning worship, and yeah. that's really cool to me. Yeah. And, and it's very cool of AML and Tracy and Brian to allow George to have that avenue to preach his beliefs and to reach the wrestling community that sometimes can be the most toxic community ever. Yeah, so I, I think that's very cool, and I I, I love that George. Actually, promotes what he really believes in. It, it's just really cool, and in my opinion.
1: It's it's funny, you know, how he is that way in real life. Because when he gets in the ring and he starts talking junk about all the rednecks in the crowd and the the fat woman up front that he wouldn't give the time of day to, and this, that, and the other, it's completely a completely different character from who George is in real life. And you know, it's 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 fun to be able
0: to see that aspect. Of it's it. fun to see both. It's fun to see both sides of it, right? And I'll tell you. If George wasn't the amazing person that he is inside and outside of the ring, he 100% missed his calling being a preacher mm-hmm. because that guy, when it comes to preaching the word. Um, so after after George led us in prayer, um, we had our first match, mm-hmm. and that was going to be Dre White uh, with Big Nasty and a, a new up-and-comer, Matthews. Uh, unfortunately, I can't remember his first name he definitely was great in the ring, so don't don't take it that way. Uh, and that's going to be versus the Murder Hawk Hornet. Murder Hornet. Murder Murder Hornet. Excuse me. And um, I, don't,
1: I don't know if he's the Murder Hornet or just the Hornet now, because I was talking to one of the refs and he said he had a mask. I think he lost that in a stipulation mask. He was the Murder Hornet and now. Might mm-hmm. he might just be the Hornet? So I don't have the details of that, unfortunately. Right,
0: and, and he, so he teamed with Dump Truck, which if you followed us and watched our lap, last episode, that's who we were super excited to see and meet um, with Luke Fury. So it was a uh, a six man tag match. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I was. I, I at first, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. The first like minute, maybe minute and a half, I was like, mm, they they're trying to do a lot, and then they actually. ...started to tell the story when it comes to a match of the inner workings of, well, you know, Luke Fury and Dre White, they've had issues in the past, so they do a little sidebar uh, of wrestling, or he pulls them off the apron, or this, that, and the other. It was just very cool to watch the match progress. Uh, I've already mentioned his name uh, before, but if you haven't got a chance to see Luke Fury... Here, Luke Fury. Watch him on YouTube. This kid is a young up-and-comer who will be huge in this business. Mark my words. I'm saying it right now on the Swanton Pod. Before he gets big, he will be huge. What do you think? So
1: I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said, and I'm just sitting here thinking about dump truck man. That guy. I was. I was. You know, I was amped to see a guy named Dump Truck. and didn't know what to expect, really. I wanted right. to see a big old country Popeye's popcorn chicken eating bastard, and that's what I got. Yes, sir. Uh, he and he was a great performer. Reminded me of, uh, a lot of Big Van Vader. Yes, we we actually said that to him. Yeah, um, he he sold being knocked out. Better than probably Tracy Myers can sell used cars. Okay, fair. This guy was on the outside of the ring for an hour and forty five minutes, staring, <laughs> staring up at the, at the ceiling <laughs> of this of this American Legion Hall. At one point, I looked over at Roadhouse. I was like, Should I just go down and lay lay down beside him and be like, You okay, buddy?
0: Well, and 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 what's funny about that is after the match, um, dump truck actually came to us because we had told aj that he was one of the guys that we were excited well, about
1: aj had heard that on our promo that right we on cut. the promo that
0: yeah. we cut and so he knew that we were excited about him and seeing him so um dump truck i i don't necessarily know that he knew what to say but he came over and said hey what'd you guys think and mm-hmm. and it was just very cool for him to do that so he actually said or um knight actually said You know, when you were over there and you got knocked out, I was really thinking about coming and laying down next to you and asking how you were. Dump truck absolutely lost it. He said, man, I really wish you would have because I don't know what I would do besides die laughing and trying to figure out how to hide hide that I'm laughing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really cool to to get to connect with him. We got a little bit of his backstory. I don't want to give too much or really I don't want to give anything because we do have um, a scheduled date coming up Mm -hmm. for, for dump truck to come on. Um, And I can't wait for that because we just got like a, a tidbit yeah. of his story. And I think there's so much more to be told.
1: Yeah, it was uh, a yeah, great match. Uh, I really enjoyed sitting down and talking with him for the brief time that we did. And I'm glad that he was, you know, cool enough to come out and, you know, approach us and be like, hey, are you the podcast guys? Well,
0: we were like, yeah, we are. Yeah,
1: that's us. We're, we're loving this shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's super cool. It still hasn't really, like, we haven't understood yet that, like, you know, sometimes people are now starting to be like, oh, the podcast got Swanton pot So please, if you've ever heard us, you recognize us or anything, we love to talk to any and everybody in the wrestling industry or fans of the wrestling a, if, industry.
1: If you got a cool story, we'll probably tell it on here. Absolutely. Of course, we'll give you credit for it. Should you ask? If not, we'll keep you anonymous.
0: Now, I want to talk about one more guy in this match. Okay. And that's going to be Dre White. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this isn't the first or last time we're going to talk about him on this NAWA recap. Uh, but I will say, you know, I've heard of Dre White before. Okay. I, I've actually seen him before. Mm-hmm. And I will tell this to his face. The first time, I think it may be two times that I saw him, I, I saw a guy who was learning the business, but I wasn't super impressed. Right. He freaking blew my socks off at this NAWA mm-hmm. event. This kid has trained and busted his tail to get where he is at, and you can tell this guy has literally gone back, owned his craft, and it shined through in this first match. I I, I say that confidently. Yeah, and he uh he
1: he wrestled a couple matches on that card. He did, uh, and he swapped gimmicks. He did, um, and it was pretty impressive to see. You know, you you got some people that were locked into. To, to one lane, right? But mm-hmm. he, he was working every angle that he could out there and he did really good, uh, with everything that he did that we saw that night.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I will say first match was a great way to start the show. A great way to get the crowd hyped. It gave us enough to satisfy us, but it didn't give us the kitchen sink to where the rest of the show didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Y- would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it was a great start. Um, we'll jump into the next one. So, the next match was a fatal four-way tag team elimination match. And <laughs> got, it, got to throw the four up, right? No. It was the Kindred versus Black Society versus the Champions, who are the Allens, and then versus Cairo and Zay Vega. Now, I know on the promo, I talked about how much I love tag team wrestling, and I think that this one might steal the show for me. This one was the show, minus the bunkhouse match. You don't agree?
1: No, that was. Uh, I, I'm not ranking the matches, but I'm not. It didn't. I'm not saying it stole the show for me. It was a great match. It was a great um, match, but it didn't steal the show for me. I was too. <laughs> I was too busy looking at at these guys. That one in particular that is Wheeler Yuta's spitting image. One hundred percent. You meet both of them in a the dark alley. You don't know which one is which, and I was just like, is, i was kind of trying to figure is it is it him
0: is he." Well, you know what's funny is we both agreed on Wheeler Yuta mm-hmm. being one of looking like one of the Allens, mm-hmm. but then we also got to talking Cairo of Cairo and Zay Vega. I think that this kid looks exactly like is it Ortiz Santana, I think. Santana, yeah, Santana's the shorter one. Looks exactly yeah. like Santana, but wearing Lucha Bros mm-hmm. ring, ring gear. gear. Yeah, so it was it was a cool. I mean, it was a cool gimmick. I liked it. Yeah, uh, the Black Society kind of impressed
1: me with their intensity, um, and <laughs> Ryan Mantis, the most impressive move, single move on that show, uh, when he did the. Uh, the moonsault off off the top rope. And and to set the scene, this armory had these Japanese lanterns hanging from the ceiling very close to the top rope of the ring. And
0: like Mantis's foot maybe cleared it by that much. Well, and he's not a short guy. He's not a short guy by any means. So, I mean, I think as he was going up to the top rope, you and me both were kind of (gasps) like... Well, even uh,
1: he, uh, even Dump Truck was sitting with us at, during that point, and he, he was like, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's like, God, he even, it even impressed him.
0: So. Yes. And and I'll tell you, so we actually got to meet Ryan Mantis um, of Black Society uh, at PWF out in... It was the Clover show, right? Well, I think he was at
1: both of them, but I do, I do think Clover was the first one, yeah. We got to actually interact with him. Mm-hmm.
0: So we did get to meet him prior to this, and... um. I'll tell you, we didn't know really what to expect. We've only had interactions as him as security detail at the PWF shows. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you the first thing that I noticed about uh, Ryan Mantis is his physique has changed completely since we saw him at PWF. Yeah, he's gotten in really great shape. Great shape. The kid easily has lost, I'd say, 30, 40 pounds. Easy. You think more than that? from what I've, I've read on Facebook,
1: since the start of his weight loss journey, he's, he's lost way more than that. But probably since that show, I'd say probably 40, 40 pounds. Yeah, and yeah. he
0: looks freaking phenomenal. And I think that that can is the reasoning why he can now pull off these impressive moves. Kid's gotten in incredible shape, gotten in great cardio shape as well. He was, in my opinion, the workhorse of the Black Society in that match. Um, his tech team partner, Lazarus. Mm-hmm. He did get the hot tag, and he you know closed it out for them. But Ryan was really like the the driving force in that match for me. And after that moonsault, I couldn't take my eyes off of him, man. Or I could. There was a lot of other action in there, but I get what you saying. I meant while he was in the ring. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Um, so the Allens did retain, um, which, by the way, we already said one of the Allens, the taller Allen, is Wheeler Yuta's absolute doppelganger Mm -hmm. um but his tag team partner and forgive me because i just know them as the allens i cannot remember their individual names his tag team partner is about i'd say five six to five eight (coughs) maybe 175 to 200 pounds and i think that he you know he was smaller and shorter than everybody else in the match but i really was i look at him like if, you know, he's my size, how would I fare in the ring against, you know, Zay Vega's freaking eight foot tall, it feels like, mm. you know what I mean? But, um, Adam Cole, baby. as a, <laughs> as a smaller guy, and, and I don't use that in an offensive manner, but as a smaller guy, I thought that he held his own in the ring with much taller guys, not, not necessarily much bigger, but much taller guys, as well as moved in that cruiserweight, bruiserweight style very well. Would you agree with that? Agreed. Cool. Um, great match. Like I said, I loved it. I'm a huge fan of tag team wrestling, though. I think it's an absolute art form that it either is a great match or that was the worst tag team match I've ever seen in my life. I don't feel like there's much gray area in there. So, um, I know that you have different feelings on that. I don't have
1: different feelings on them. I mean, I think it was a great match. I just, I'm, I, I hate trying to rank what best from the worst is i thought the whole show was great so
0: i do too and i and I, i'm not meaning to like oh this was a 3.5 start stuff like that yeah shut up Meltzer. right i agree it was a great show start to finish i'm just saying in my personal opinion besides the bunkhouse stampede this one was the one for me yeah um and then we moved into our next match which was the n-a-w-a title match wait a second was that before or after aj frost I can't. I can't remember the order. I think it was AJ
1: Frost next. Yeah, I do too. So yeah, because it was that it was uh, the AJ Frost match and then the title match because of the Bunkhouse Stampede. Correct. So last. so
0: correction. Before the the World Heavy NAWA World Heavyweight match, we did have the NAWA World Television Championship match, and that's with our boy AJ Frost, Mister Too Cold to Hold, Freak Daddy himself, versus Johnny Ryder. What do you think about this one? I mean top to bottom I thought it
1: was a great match. Uh Johnny Johnny Ryder came out and he, you know, he got the pop from the crowd. You know, he's obviously working babyface in that match. Uh Frost, as usual, come out doing doing heel shit, got a big reaction from the crowd, talking junk to the old ladies and some of the people in the front row. I'm pretty sure that some people threatened him with violence they as did. he was coming to the ring. He delayed the start of the match, um, as heels tend to do, uh, just just getting the crowd worked up. And uh, you know, even though he retained the television championship, uh, he really put over
0: Johnny Ryder as a babyface, a hundred percent. And I'll tell you what, Johnny Ryder, um, and no disrespect when I say this, I've never seen or heard of him before, and I actually. And I don't do this too often. I actually went back and searched YouTube and and saw, I believe it was two other matches that I could find. And here's a fun fact about
1: Johnny Ryder. If you're close enough to the ring in one of these shows where he can hear you
0: yell one more time, he will chop his opponent's chest one more time. In fact, so funny story because AJ Frost actually messaged us after the event and said, um, because I personally yelled. He was in the corner closest to myself and Mr. Knight here, um, and he had him set up so perfectly. And I I said, give him the chop. And all of a sudden, boom, Johnny Ryder hits AJ Frost with the chop. And uh, the first one, I mean, it was effective, but I wanted, I wanted that smack. I wanted that echoing out the room. Mm -hmm. So uh, you and me both, I think started a one more time chant. And the second one, he cupped his hand on it. Echoed throughout the whole place. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm just so glad that AJ Frost knew that it was one of us that said it. (laughs) Yeah. He, uh, he put his hand through that boy's sternum that second time. (laughs) Goodness. It looked, it looked like he had ground beef on his chest after, after that second chop. Yeah. Um, I, We can keep moving on, but I do have a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe, not even the near future, but the future, we get to see babyface AJ Frost? And do you think that he's as good of a babyface as he is a heel or can be?
1: I think he can be. Uh, I do too. I think, you know... Anytime that I've been in the shower with my shampoo bottle, cutting a, a, a cutting a promo against the sponge, you know, I've always said heel stuff. And I think it's it's maybe easier to work as a heel. I, it's definitely more enjoyable. Any, anybody in the business I've talked to has said it's way more enjoyable to get that, that heel reaction from the crowd. But I do think it is more difficult to be over as a baby face. Do I think AJ has the capability and can do it? 100% absolutely. If he can get that kind of basically death threats from the crowd when he walks in as a heel. Legitimately. Then he he can he can definitely get over as a baby face. But I do think that he's going to have to have somebody that is either equally as rotten as he is uh, or better to get him over as a face.
0: You know, you know what I'd like to see? Just because I know that. AJ Frost has really taken this guy under his wing and helped him. I would pay top dollar in the near future. Not
1: the tag team top dollar either.
0: No, 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 top dollar as in top monetary amount to see babyface AJ Frost versus heel shit Luke Fury. I think that'd be a hell of a match. I think it'd be a hell of a back and forth and build up to get to that match. And I would just, I, I think that Luke Fury, if, if we can get this match to happen, I think this will make Luke Fury step it up and take him to the next level on that heel shit Because I know that he's going to be competing with AJ Frost and his mic skills and his pr- promo skills that it, he he's going to realize, like, I've got to step it up or AJ is going to talk all over me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing too about that match that I I noticed was the pace mm-hmm. was slower, purposefully than the rest of the matches that we saw, and that just is a uh, basically you know two guys that know their craft getting in there and knowing that they don't need to hit everything, every move that they know in one match just to tell a story. And I, I was I I kind of applauded that piece of it because it had it had high spots, it was faster in some parts, and then they really slowed it down to get the crowd back into it and then hit them with another high spot. I mean, it was, uh, it, it was, it was
0: impressive work throughout that whole match as a spectator. It was such a ball of emotions too, <clears throat> because every time that, you know, baby Johnny Ryder would get going. AJ Frost does some cool heel shit and, we're heel people, mm-hmm. so everybody in the crowd's like, "Oh, you suck! AJ sucks! AJ sucks!" And wherever they're like, "Go AJ! Yeah, heel shit!" <laughs> you were doing that. I was snapping pictures. Man. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, to to the point where we we got ugly looks. Yeah, <laughs>
1: especially by that one old biddy in the crowd. What her name is? Oh, she hated us. I'm sure she was nice, but you know what? As far as kayfabe goes, I'm gonna play the heel. She was an old biddy. She was mean. She was nasty. She <laughs> she had old snuff. Dripping down the corners of a mouth, old (laughs) long titty, no nipple having ass. I tell you.
0: (laughs) So uh, let's let's jump into the next match. So the next match is going to be for the NAWA World Title. And not only was it a title match, but it was also a Texas Bull Rope match. And that's going to be Big Donnie versus Chris Thunder Anderson. And I'd like to give you the reins on this one. Uh, on, on really a recap and and what you thought?
1: Uh, need more cowbell. More cowbell. You know, oh, it's crazy. Never
0: enough oh. cowbell.
1: Well, uh, yeah, two. Uh, well, Big Donnie's a big old boy. Big uh, boy. That's a uh, that's a big old boy. I thought Dump Truck was a big old boy. Big Donnie came out. I was God. That's a big boy. Um, you know, the match was good. We saw a little bit of color. Um, which was cool. I was excited about. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I really liked uh, Anderson. Yes. Um, I thought he he had the look of an old school, just mean heel wrestler. Uh, looked like an old Texan. Had the cowboy boots, the jeans, and the cutoff shirt for his ring gear. He kind of gave me Carl Anderson vibes, too, which is funny. But his
0: name was last name was Anderson.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, I thought it was a great match. I... I don't know what the draw exactly is with big Donnie. Um, he is so big that he doesn't move great around the ring. He's impressive to watch. Um, he spent about 70% of the match on the floor, getting the hell beat out of him. Um, the finish was a little muddy because of they didn't touch all four corners. And then they, Donnie splashed on Anderson and they both touched at the same time, split decision. They couldn't call the match uh to the favor of either so donnie either, retained either person so donnie retained the belt um and i, I think that he's so over just cuz he is the local boy out there which that's that's great that's cool i mean shit to i mean me. work that gimmick you know make your money man it's just uh it's not it, it's not something that i was really that impressed by i mean i'm not i'm not trying to talk junk cuz I, I i enjoyed the whole
0: thing but it it didn't i didn't get a pop out of me well i will tell you um you know It it definitely didn't rank up there on memorable best match of the night for this exact show, but I will tell you it was memorable. It was memorable. I will say it was memorable. But I will I will tell you that I was impressed, like with how big Donnie is, that he was able to move as well as he was given the fact with how big. Big Donnie is right exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think that Chris Anderson definitely, um, he, he was the superstar of this match, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he carried
1: that match. I
0: agree, I agree. And I, I, I definitely, and he even
1: took a uh back suplex to the floor yeah. at one point. And I, and they did, they had no nothing, no, no wrestling match, or it was tile, tile over concrete. And, right. and ew,
0: that, that I, I felt that one, right. Yeah, it, it was it was a nice big hard one. Um, I it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, I, I had some impressive spots. It's not me knocking on it. It's okay. We're wrestling I fans. Mean, we're all allowed to have that, an opinion.
1: That whole crowd was behind Big Donnie, and he hundred uh, percent. They got their money's worth out of that match, and he got paid for the night. So I I, I applaud that match. Yeah, absolutely. like I said, we're not ranking it by any type of star system, but he was over. The crowd was over.
0: You know. And we're not shitting on it either. Just just so so it's very clear, it wasn't our cup of tea. It was well, everybody else out there's he, cup of tea, and he was great.
1: You know what they say? Opinions are like old buttholes, and everybody's, everybody's got, them got and they, one. And they all stink, don't
0: they? Now, absolutely. And and like I said earlier, we're not shitting on it. I would watch it again. Oh
1: yeah, I, w- I would like to have seen more of it because so much of it, and I think that's another thing that put me off is so much of it took took place down on the floor while they were on one another that that was a front row match if if you were in the front row it was a great match you got the the best match you could possibly
0: see absolutely and you know we we purposefully stood back so we could see everything so I, i'm going to have to agree with you i i think that we would have enjoyed it more i mean they were on, on the outside of the ring for a solid 7 8 minutes would mm-hmm. you agree with that yeah it those a, 7 a 8 time. minutes i'm not the tallest guy he's not the tallest guy We couldn't see much of the action. It was every time we saw somebody's head pop up, we were like, oh, there they are again. So I bet as a front row spectator, it was a lot more enjoyable, a lot more excitable. Um, From a back of the house type person so we could see everything, Mm -hmm. it did put it off a little bit for me. Yeah, there you go. So, All right, let's move right along. (laughs) The next one was the match of the night. No doubt about it. I mean, it was it was. I didn't know what to expect because it was the bunkhouse stampede. Um, what the, was the what was the prize for that match? So the prize was this beautiful big cowboy boot that was. I mean, every it was, bit it of was that. huge. And what was cool after the fact, we saw that the same exact one that was there that was held by the winner, which I don't want to give it away quite yet because I want to go over some of the weapons and stuff. Um, there's a picture of him kissing this boot on Facebook. Somebody else posted and I believe if, it was one of the promoters. Right, but I can't wait
1: to do it though. It was it was it was hailed baby by the son of a plumber. Yes, and Mr. there's Dusty.
0: a picture of him kissing it and the winner of this match kissing it that put the icing on the cake for me for the whole show. Mm-hmm. It was so cool to see who has done it. Yeah. Um all right, so let's 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 talk a little bit about the the uh, bunkhouse Stampede. Um it was it, it was a cool I, I didn't know what to expect cuz so, it was a little gimmicky. So basically
1: it's a Royal Rumble style match with weapons. It's a no no holds barred, encouraged to bring your own weapon uh Royal Rumble style match. 30 men over the top rope. Both he, both feet hit the floor
0: and you're out of the match. And we saw some cool weapons. We saw some very innovative weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we we saw everything from a can of green beans to crutches, to Febreze, Febreze skateboard. Mm. Um, so many cookie pan sheets that I think that the local Lenore Walmart probably won't be have them in stock for at least a month. Yeah, and then the uh, the the.
1: Was the, the the little pony thing? What, oh, the, my the, gosh. hobby horse. Hobby horse. Hobby horse. Yes, and, and that was
0: hilarious. Oh, and we forgot about the... Um, I didn't
1: forget about it. The, the, the Nerf oh, gun. Oh, the Nerf gun. And then uh, I want to know, you know, nobody tell on A.J. Frost because he stole a stop sign from somewhere between Boiling Springs <laughs> and Lenore, North Carolina.
0: So if you're missing a stop sign... It was too cold to hold, baby. Don't ask no questions. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, we will find you. Disclaimer. Um Yeah, I've got Google. <laughs> right. So, you know, honestly, and I know it's it's so it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea, but I'll tell you, Cairo, the 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 guy we talked about in the in the tag team match, is the one that brought the freeze. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was dumb. I know you the hated it. The can was,
1: I don't know, the the can it was obviously empty. It was for kayfabe purposes, of course. He was, you know, acting like he was spraying. Well, it was just dumb to me. I loved it.
0: Um, it was something new that I've never seen
1: before. Never I think that's why I loved it. Yeah, the can of green beans I, I thought was pretty cool. You know, get hit by a can of green beans. How'd
0: you lose the match, Mom? I could hit with a can of green beans.
1: But, uh, and then I think they... Had way too many people in the ring at one time. I think that they needed to start dumping people way sooner than they did because you've got you know a ring of a certain size and you start getting twenty peop fifteen plus people in this ring and you can't keep track of what's going on really.
0: But I will tell you, once that first couple of once those first couple of people got out Mm -hmm. and got thrown over, oh, they started. It started. it, It was like that initial. So I'd say like the first 10 minutes of the match just felt kind of cluttered. Mm -hmm. But after that, I enjoyed and and we had that comment to Mm -hmm. each other. We're like, oh, it's getting getting pretty crowded in there. I think we should start seeing some eliminations. Then that first one happened and it was like, boom. Boom, boom. And then that's when the match really started for me. It was about what
1: was it when Big Nasty came in and he started really because Big Nasty is a big dude. Big old boy. Wears a luchador mask and overalls, no shirt, and he's he's a he's a big old boy. And he started tossing bodies, what I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll say one of the other things that we didn't we didn't mention as a weapon was the poison mist. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool to use as a weapon, and that was done by Max Carnage, mm-hmm. um, and um, so he wasn't on anywhere on the on the rest of the card. Um, so when I went back and I looked at the pictures, I sent a couple feelers out, like who is this cat? I enjoyed watching him not only because of the poison mist, but I actually got to watch some of his wrestling, and he he flows very well. He's very fluent in the ring. Um, so I went and I searched for him. Uh, Adam added him as a friend to our Facebook page as well as myself got to see some of his other uh, matches that he's done and I'll tell you what I don't know how this kid Max Carnage isn't booked more locally because I was very impressed not only by his showing on Saturday, but by his a couple of his other showings that I've seen in the, uh, some of the past videos that he's done.
1: So to me, Max Carnage, his vibe and kind of the way he moves in the ring reminds me of, you remember Angelico? Dude, absolutely. Totally different, totally different vibe. He's much darker, but kind of the way he's built, the way he moves, it it totally
0: almost uh, like his ring awareness. Ring awareness, kind of his
1: style. Yeah, uh, is, is not a carbon copy by any means, no. but it's it's just a callback to uh,
0: to Angelico and and which, which you know. I think is a huge compliment because I think Angelico is very much so underutilized in AEW. Uh, I think that he sells great. I think that you know, with a little bit of mic work, that he could be a great mid card.
1: Well he's he's just he's a he's a great talent. I haven't ever heard him on the mic, I don't think, which, you know, that's one thing that people want to to dog, you know, talent for is oh he, he's not great on the mic, but he can move like if you can tell a story in the ring without ever having to touch a mic, good on you, you know.
0: L- look at Bobby Lashley. I can't stand when that guy talks, but he has delivered great matches in every promotion he's gone to. Did you know he pitched a
1: storyline to Vince where he wanted to put on like 70 pounds just in a, in a depression, put on a bunch of weight so he could have like cheat days and then take the weight off of him? And Vince was like, no, I don't think you can do that.
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know that I would have been into that. Because in my, in my opinion, Bobby Lashley's draw is his physique and how he can move.
1: Give me fat Bobby Lashley all day. Yeah. I, th- I think he could still move. And possibly, like, you know, power lifters, the more that they weigh, the, be- the, the more that yeah. they lift. So, I mean, that might give him—he might be
0: Neck pump, level. pumping
1: Braun Strowman if he, if he puts on 70, 80 pounds. And then, you know, the storyline where he gets lean and cuts it off, I think that'd be great. That, horrible aside, though. Uh, let's get back to
0: uh, NAWA, what we're really here to talk about. So— Uh, We gave that shout out to Max Carnage. I think that that was a great comparison uh, with him and Angelico. Um, Were were there any other people, maybe necessarily, that we haven't spoke about yet that really stuck out out to you? Um, Zay Vega. Yep. Uh, Just that's... uh, Give him a year.
1: I think he's going to be very polished. He's going to be a great talent. He he already impresses big nasty's He's just always, always, always great to watch in the ring. Uh, not the most technical, but he is a spectacle to watch and it's enjoyable every time. Um, I want to revisit Big Donnie because he is a spectacle, and it was great to watch. It's just not my exact cup of tea. Who, there's, so, there's so many people in that match; I, my head was spinning trying to watch all of it. I'd have to go back through the pictures and be like, "Oh, I remember that. That was a good spot." Because yeah. if I took a picture of it, if it's, if it's on our album on the on the on the page, more than likely I liked it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, and I know we've already spoke about him, Luke Fury in the actual bunkhouse match after pulling double duty before that because I don't think we spoke about it. So yeah. he was in the first match and then he also helped AJ Frost retain in AJ Frost in a uh, NAWA TV title match. Mm-hmm. So then he was now not not just double duty. He pulled triple duty being in the bunkhouse and I he was in there 30 minutes, 40 minutes and <coughs> that's just that workload... Paired with his in-ring ability, his ability to garner as much heat and as great of heat that he did, this yeah. kid's a freaking star, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be
1: good. I hope he stays healthy. Yes, um, hope, yes. Hope he doesn't pick up any type of injuries. And I know with his style his style ring work, you know. Buddy, wear your pads, wear your braces, take care of your ACLs, your MCLs. Warm up before the match. You know, do do your due diligence to take care of your
0: body, kid, because you're you're something special. Yeah, you're gonna go places. Well, and it, if for some reason this isn't what, but knock on wood, you do get hurt. Don't be a hard head and follow what the doctor says and do the PT because you have a future ahead of you, buddy. Yeah. Um, and so we'll get we'll get to the finish of that match. So the finish was Dre White wins yeah and the winner the stipulation was the winner not only gets that big beautiful boot um but also gets it's got a contract uh, in it it's got a contract <laughs> any any match by god any, he's
1: cashing in the money in the bank
0: any match any title any time and we were able to witness that any match any time any championship because he immediately called out mr aj frost What'd you think? I'm, I'm
1: glad that they did it on the show. Like I was expecting, it might be a build up to another show. Right? But I think that it was played. That storyline was played very smart. We saw the build of that storyline just us in one night. I'm not sure what came became prior because it was our first NAWA event. But during the night, that storyline really played out it and progressed and, and and set up the next match, where of course AJ's wanting that title back. He's got to he's got to get his stipulation of he 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 has a rematch.
0: Well, let's let's talk on that first because um, Bunkhouse was over. He was he he went over to the announcers table, called AJ out, uh, and was like, "Hey, this is the time and the place." And all night we so we were th- this it was the Armory, correct? Uh, no, it was the. American Legion. American Hall. Legion. Thank you. So we were in the Ma- American Legion Hall and they had these Japanese lanterns hanging from the ceiling. And all night uh, we were like, is this going to be the match that one gets? to
1: I wish I'd have bet you that $5 on, on the one that I
0: picked because that's the one that went down. It's the one that went down. So at, at the the end of the match where, where the, the finish was coming, uh, Dre White gets on the top rope. And kind of loses a little bit of balance. Does a does a little.
1: He catches himself. He you know, catches and,
0: himself. But he also caught, he also <laughs> grabbed the lantern and ripped it down. But what what was cool about it is a it made made it very real, and b it was just like the whole crowd was like oh oh oh, yeah. and then he hits this beautiful. I believe it was a splash mm-hmm. off the top rope after pulling a Japanese lantern down. It was just, it was the culmination of a great freaking night of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And and then of course, at the end of the match where he got to hold the big boot, he raised his belt and AJ Frost is just pissed yes. off. Looks like he's going to have a temper tantrum in the ring, uh, you know, kicking and wailing and, and, you know, the, the crowd the crowd was behind the whole thing and uh i ate it up yeah and then you know we stayed behind and got to talk to to some of the the talent after the show watched them take the ring down which that's one thing so cool that's one thing i i've never i've always known the construction i guess of the ring but i've never got to see one put up and taken down and i couldn't believe how fast they got that thing disassembled on the truck they must have wanted to be back to
0: back home before midnight i i, I swear to you it was it was no more than 20 minutes yeah. if that Twenty to thirty, I would say, yeah, yeah, to take a whole ring
1: down, and and that's with with them coming over, talking to us, and we we're interrupting, you know, just standing around, and you know,
0: well, not only that, not only did they get the ring broken down, they had all the chairs put up all the chairs within put that up. twenty to thirty minutes. It was just, I will give absolute kudos not only to every wrestler that was on the card, but every fan that was there, mm-hmm. every, um, all all the promoters, any and everybody that was there. Made our first NAWA experience the most enjoyable experience that they could have to the point where we are already speaking about when's the next show? Can we make it? We have to make it. Yeah. Yeah. It was,
1: uh, it, it was as much, if not more enjoyable than some of the PWF shows that we've seen with some big names there like the Hardys and, uh, seven star FTR. Um, Not taken away from their matches, but just the intimacy and just the whole vibe of their show was, it was a class act.
0: Well, and and I think that that's (laughs) what made it that class act. Because going in, we knew AJ Frost, we had heard of Luke Fury, and we knew Big Nasty. We'd seen Big Nasty, but, well, we knew George, but George didn't wrestle. Those were the three we knew. Mm -hmm. By the end of that night, I felt like I knew every wrestler on that card as well as in the bunkhouse, as well as I felt like I was connected with them. I needed more. I needed to see how the storylines, the mini storylines that were in the bunkhouse, plus the the storylines of the matches that we actually got to see. I, I'm hoped I need, I need to see more. I need to know how this storyline plays out.
1: Uh but One thing, now that we're wrapping up about NAWA, do you have anything else you want to say on that? I think we've pretty much summed it up. Just just go, go watch these guys.
0: You, you know, I personally just want to say Thank you, N-A-W-A. Mm-hmm. Thank you, AJ Frost. Um, thank you to any and everybody that made that night special for the Swan Time Pod, but also like gave us that love of wanting and needing more.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too. I think that's one reason why the wrestling community online is so toxic is because a lot of people only will watch WWE and AEW or one or the other possibly some ROH, possibly some impact, but I think not a lot of people or not enough people get out to local shows and support their promotions uh, because when you do, it kind of refreshes your reason. You, you know why you ended up falling in love with this stuff anyway. You, you, your first Raw you watched, your first Nitro you watched, and you didn't, you didn't
0: know dick about storylines. It's just we're there because this is cool. It's wrestling. Well, in my opinion is – if you have never gone to a local slash independent show and you go to one and you don't absolutely fall in love with it, I, I just really have a hard time believing that you're an actual wrestling fan. I, I really do believe that. And if you would have asked me this a year ago, I would have told you to buzz off because, you know, that's lower level, this, that, and the other. But I'm going to be honest. I. I look forward more now. I look forward more to we get to go in person to such and such. So, or such and such promotion opposed to, Oh great. It's Wednesday. Oh great. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it, the word that you use that really describes it perfectly <clears throat> is the intimacy, mm-hmm. the connection that you can make. And, and I think that I you'll agree with me as well. That's, our goal with the Swanton Pod. Yes, we do want to interview, uh, you know, the big, big names. We do want to do that because that's that's cool. And I want to tell the story of Scott Steiner's left, left bicep. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the cool thing to do in wrestling by podcasts. But my goal personally, and I know that I, I, I feel very confident. We
1: had a long talk on the drive back about, yeah. you know, kind of the direction after seeing the show is we really want to highlight the – the independent promotions, uh, hey, and
0: not just local, not <clears throat> just North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. If you are in wherever, now, granted, if you want us there, you got to get us there, and we got to have a lot of notice, and we got to have a we, lot of notice. We got for, a bunch of damn kids and bunch of and some ornery wives, so yeah, you, you got to get us there. Yeah, but, my my wife plays heel. Pretty much seven days a week. So. They 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 would be the best Hill tag team ever. They would. But if you want us there, get us there. We would love to do a pre-promotion. We would love to to do a vlog on the way there. We've you, we've talked about that. If you got internet, we can do a live broadcast. We can do a live broadcast, and we will definitely do a, a recap show. But our goal with the Swanton Pod is not only to talk about you know the major wrestling productions, things that are happening there, but I really want some of this local independent stuff to really get highlighted, really get pushed because like, I mean, I've said his name a million times. Luke Fury is going to be somebody someday. I have a scheduled date for him, which, you know, I I didn't want to tell people that. And and I wanted to be a surprise, but I want you guys to know about him so you can go and search him Mm -hmm. um, and, and search some of his, his matches and some of his greatness. And I want you to know that because this kid's going to be huge one day and you will have seen him and heard him on the Swan Tom Pod first. Yeah.
1: Now's the time of the show where we're going to go into business for ourselves a little bit. So you've seen, uh, you've seen Hulk uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan hanging out here on the table, Funko Pop in a hard shell case here. Be careful, pull this guy out here. So. Pretty much perfect condition. These things go online for anywhere from 290 to $600, depending on who wants it, what the demand is. Right now on Funko.com, I believe it's about $290. We're not giving it away yet. We want to know if there's any interest out there for anybody where it's going to be worth our time to raffle this guy off. It's not signed. It's just one of the more collectible wrestling Funko Pops. I mean...
0: In my opinion, it's also a really cool Funko Pop.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool Funko Pop. Kind of hard uh, to find, too, right? Kind of hard to find. I know what I know what I paid for it. I just want to know if I can get you know my my investment plus some out of it. We're looking to get some better camera equipment here for the studio, as well as upgrade some of the camera equipment that we travel with for some of these independent shows. Um, and it's you know it's it's just so we can get better content out to you guys, uh, you know, as fans. So if anybody is interested, that we have a full up Poll on Facebook saying yes, I'm interested in doing a raffle. No, don't waste your time. Um, on YouTube, if you'll drop a comment saying yes, I'm interested, um, give of course give us our, give our video a like and a share. Um, then we'll decide uh, probably in the next few months whether we're going to be uh, be raffling this guy off to hopefully a, a lucky fan out there. I'm thinking you know ten bucks per entry would probably be fair. I think that's a very fair number uh, considering you know you're getting a three to six hundred dollar pop for for
0: 10 bucks so um it, let, it's definitely it for me it would definitely be worth the risk for 10 bucks yeah
1: so uh yeah nice nice hard shell case you get everything everything here pictured um uh, it has been in this case since i got it i think this is the first time i've taken it out of there actually um but yeah you'll get everything mailed to you um insured for the value of it should you decide uh should we decide that we're going to do a raffle on this, but just give us, uh, give us some comments to see, you know, is, is, is the juice worth the squeeze on, on giving this guy a way to, to upgrade some of the stuff in our studio.
0: Well, and I'll just, uh, I know that we are heading into the end of this episode. I just want to personally, um, from the bottom of roadhouse's heart, everybody that has been with us, whether you're brand new to this episode, or you've been with us since episode one from the bottom of our, our heart, uh, this week has been a crazy Week in a great way. We're actually booked all the way out to the last week of March with guests, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but I, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, and I, I can speak for Matt on this, we really appreciate you guys. Please like, share, subscribe, get our name out there. You're not going to want to miss some of the upcoming episodes,
1: yeah. And if you're on a show,
0: feel free to come up and say, Are you the podcast,
1: guys? Please come up and yeah, say, We are
0: not, not be, don't be scared. Please, we love talking wrestling, yeah. He's an attention
1: whore, so always. Know.
0: All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Remember, pro wrestling is for everybody. Roadhouse out. Are you ready?